I'm Chris H., and welcome to Pop's Pint, a conversation with my friends where we discuss fatherhood in 2019. Welcome back to Pop's Pint, episode 14. Oh, we're getting close to that elusive number 20. And on the line, I got, uh, I got the highest rated co-host so far from what the data's telling me, a little Bart on the phone. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Yourself? Happy uh, start of football season? All right, man. I like Just good to have football on in the background, even if it is preseason week one Hall of Fame game. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it's got to start somewhere. It does. And, uh, yo, I'll, I'm down to see what Flacco does with the, the Broncos. It's, looks nice. Like, it just, I, it's, it's that time of year where I'm itching uh, to, to have my Saturday and Sunday occupied with a little football. Yep. Yeah, I actually call the season also a basement season because I get, I get delegated to the basement to watch these games. And uh, so it's like, hey. I get a little me time, a little beer, a little football. A little me time. Speaking of beer, what are you drinking, my friend? Oh, I got a little uh, slow turbo double IPA by Hoof Hearted. And say, uh, Hoof Hearted. Where are they out of? They're out of, I think, out of Ohio, but they brew it out east also. They kind of distribute it out east. So say, say uh, Hoof Hearted three times real fast. Hoof Hearted as H O O F? Yeah. Hoof-hearted, hoof-hearted, hoof-hearted. Hoof! hearted hoof hearted hoof hearted hoof hearted hoof hearted stop it is that, is that real? <laughs> swear man swear they're, they're, they're like art is always like weird like I mean I'll send you a picture of this can later on it's like this dude from like it's like 80s rock star mustache glam stop hair in like in like this blue little like Speedster bumper car. It's, it's, I can't even describe it. You can't do it justice. I'll send it to you later. All right. So yeah, they have I just some felt the hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> and Bart, I mean, uh, people have heard your episode on the swing set, and oh. um, uh, you're, 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 you're famous. You're famous with oh. our circle of friends, with Love your it. knowledge, um, what you threw out there, um, having, uh, I, I mean, spot on with kind of uh, your description, uh, your flavor profile, and people were jealous. People were very jealous. Uh, jealous of what? Moving uh, pea gravel from the front of my yard to the back of my yard for probably a month and a half? No, FYI. People, no, no. People were very impressed with the beer knowledge. Oh, well, sweet. Thanks. Especially yeah, my high school friends and my brothers. Yeah. Forget, forget the swings that we're talking about beer. Yeah, exactly, right? Oh, who yeah. farted? And it's their yeah. double IPA. What's it called? Double IPA. It's called Slow Turbo. And then you can get their stuff. A lot of places now are carrying them, like New York, New Jersey. Uh, I'm sure Connecticut will, will get it soon if, if they don't already have it. Well, I mean, it's good quality stuff. I just, I'm going to throw this who farted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be reusing. I, I mean, I would buy it just for the sake of having this conversation multiple oh. times because I'm not that funny, and I, that's just going to produce laughs. <laughs> yeah, 
hundred percent. What is uh, alcohol by volume? It is eight point five. Oh. It says drink at forty six degrees, which I don't know. My my little beer fridge is at thirty eight, so I'm sure by room temperature, it's it's probably close to that. Is it a dark IPA? No, it's, it's light. It's pretty. It's, it's lemony looking. It's a pretty. Um, it's on a lighter of a double IPA. Usually they're a little orangey, a little cloudy. This one's a little murky, a little yellow, a little lemony type of color, but yeah, pretty solid. Pretty solid beer. I'll give it a, uh, you know, uh, four out of five. All right, there you go. I'm, that's what I said. If I if it's a good if it's a good IPA, good pal Al, um, I'm tip. I'm I'm pretty solid with the four rating. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm in love with it, it's a four and a half or a five. If it's yeah, a yeah, below, yeah. I'm kind of like mm. uh, below, probably three and under. But uh, yeah. I got a little cigar city. I've gone. Um, I've gone on the yeah, edge. Buddy. gone on the edge a little bit. Uh, oh. I'm drinking. It's a a Guybera. Guybera. G U A Y A B E R A. Is it like a like a like a fruity? It's a Citra Palau. So no oh, IPA. Nice. Okay. Um, right. Doesn't doesn't have the bite, which is nice. That's why I tend yeah. to go with the Palau's. Um, yep. I'm finding. I don't know if it's just because I'm drinking so many IPAs that right. I'm I'm looking for that bite sometimes. So if it's too smooth, I'm like, Being like where is it? Yeah, like where is this? What what am I doing? I I, I didn't think I bought a half of Bison. But can I uh can I can I piss off half of your listeners right now? Can you what? Can I piss off half your listeners right now? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Uh, I think that Heady Topper. Is by far one of the most overrated beers I've ever put in my mouth. Hey, so I <laughs> so everyone delete delete. No, they um listen. They started distributing in New York City. Mm-hmm. I was at yep. the Ginger Man. Um, oh, it was so depressing. Uh, there were like three spots that I had to take um, some coworkers to that I tried to go to and uh, what was it? What was the rattle and hum? Remember that spot? Yeah, 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 yeah. For Closed. Sure. What? They at least moved locations. They're a little, uh, I think they're in the 50s on the west side now. But yeah. Oh, so the old location. Yes. Super bummed. So what happened? So what happened? You pulled up and they were like, uh, not no, here I anymore? I looked it online and I couldn't find it. And then I, oh, and then wow. I did some research. And it was yeah. very sad. Then Cannibal. I don't know if you've ever been to Cannibal. I think it was like on 30th or 29th between um, Madison. Was it? Uh-huh. No, it's Park and Lex or Madison. Okay. Um, but that they you walked in and they, they had fr- fridges on the left and right side of cans, which oh, you could basically take off. Take off the take out of the fridge and they'll charge you a can. And then they also right. had a great like eight rotating tap, and that was closed. Oh. And I was like so depressed. Well, they closed that one too. Yes, I was so depressed. Oh. So and then I was yep. just like, I know th- I knew that I wanted to drink good beer, and I had a large, you know, like co- a large amount of coworkers. 
So I was like, mm-hmm. I know that I can get at least get a variety at Gingerbread, and they had Hetty Topper, and I was shocked. Yeah. That means it, I've seen it for, you know, uh, the Chicos? Yes. The Chicos? Yeah, the Chicos, right? Um, so they usually have, like, the whole wall back of, like, all cans or whatever else. They would have for on-site premises only. Which no, and I think good. I think he kept it at like one one ahead, which is smart because it's like an eight percenter. Yeah, you don't want dudes drinking two eight percenters on your on your spot and then driving home, you know, afterwards. Yeah, did not know that. Didn't realize yeah. that call percentage, and I got super juiced that they just had it and they got three yeah. of them. And then yeah. then I had to move to the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the thing is like this. It's and it's funny because I talked to McPherson about it. He was like dude, it's really good by the second can. And I'm like, you know what? I want to taste, I want to enjoy it off the bat. I don't have to wait like one can to get used to it. No, I would agree. You know I, mean? I would agree. Yeah. But other than that, sorry to all your, all your listeners out there. Bart, your opinions, opinions matter. And <laughs> just to stoke uh, the fires of conversation. And I mean, yeah. disagreement leads to um, different points of view being shared across the aisle. We need this. That's it. That's we, need, it. we need th- this. Is the forum to raise these issues? Open mindedness is very important. <laughs> Got to listen just as much as talk, right? Yeah. So I, the guy Barry, uh, the guy Barra. I think it's good. I like it. I don't know if I'm going to get it again. I, I don't know. There's a couple more paleos that I kind of re- re- revert to. I would say three out of five. It's not by yeah. any means disagreeable to drink. Right. Um, What's ABV on that, by the way? 5.5. Okay. All right. I mean, it's, listen, it's a good, uh, you know, Thursday night. Yeah. Beer. I would love to go to Tampa, Florida and check out that brewery. There you go. So yeah, next. bring it, bring it. Uh, this is um, without a doubt going to be the most real conversation uh, and uh, the one needed with the most respect um, with out of all of the other episodes that we've done, I know that uh, we like to have fun and we like to joke about things and move back and forth with just the reality of fatherhood and parenting. Um, but the topic, I mean, subject matter for this uh, episode 14 is going to be the reality of miscarriages. And first and foremost, Bart, I want to say thank you to you and Kim um, yeah. for being willing to share your story uh, just with a larger audience. Yeah. Yeah. So I talked to Kim about it and obviously like you and I spoke previously and you're like, you know, let's, you know, some, we want to get to some serious topics also, you know, and, uh, you know, I talked to Kim about it and she said, yeah, absolutely. She's, uh, she just told me beforehand is, hey, no BS. Don't make up some some BS on there. She goes, be honest. She didn't um, say BS. She said no bullshit, Bart. No bullshit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she's like, just just be honest, and you know, it could possibly help some other people out there. So it's and every, everyone's you know pregnancies or whatever else are different. You know, everyone goes through like different scares or whatnot. But um, you know, for us, it was uh, you know definitely a tough time in our lives. Um, you know, trying to get pregnant for for so long. So. For us, you know, just, we got married, and for the next year, we're like, you know what, let's just we'll try and actually see what happens. 
you know, we're a little older. We weren't, you know, like 33, 34. So we're like, eh, we still have some time. You know, it's, we don't have to worry about like the, you know, it's not rushing to it. Just enjoy it and whatever else. So, you know, for us, we pretty much tried for about a year. Um, couldn't get pregnant. You know, it's a lot. Of, we talked to a lot of people and, um, you know, some of our friends were ready at that point. Um, did IUI or IVF. So we're like, all right, that's one thing that we want to go to. You know, if we had to go to, we got to go to. So we decided, hey, after about a year, let's try IUI. So, you know, we ended up doing IUI, went to like a fertility specialist uh, in the city. You know, we got pretty lucky off the bat. We got pregnant off of uh, IUI. So, you know, the first time you get pregnant, you're just fucking to the moon. You're just static. You're excited. You, I mean, it doesn't hit you that you're going to be a parent. You know, that's not, that's one of the things that comes later on in the pregnancy, at least for, for me, it did. Um, but, you know, in the beginning, you just like, you're ecstatic. It's an exciting thing. You know, it's, it's an exciting time. You've tried for so long and now it's finally happened, you know? And, you know, when it's early on, you know, your family, your family is the first people you share it with. Right. So, um, you know, I was, it was around, um, I think it was like November or December. So we kind of waited till like Christmas and, um, you know, it was only a few weeks probably into pregnancy. So, you know, like six or seven weeks, we ended up, um, you know, for Christmas, give like everybody like bibs. And I was like, oh, you know, happy, you know, you're going to be an awesome aunt or uncle or grandma, grandpa, whatever. And uh, so, you know, you, you build this excitement and this happiness. And, you know, then you're like, you're like all right, cool. It's, it's early, right? So everyone kind of says, like, and even like in turn in the fertility, um, you know, they're like, oh, you know, you might want to wait, a few, you know, to like 12 weeks to, to tell people, you know, to like tell people that you're pregnant and, um, you know, to get that, you know, obviously, but you're, when you get excited to your first pregnancy, you kind of tell some friends, you know, obviously tell your family. So around like, you know, six weeks, we told our family, then we told a couple of friends. Um, and, um, you know, it's one of those things that you just, it's, it, you're just already thinking about, you know, the possibilities of being a parent, you know, the, the joy of like holding a baby in your hand, you know, those are, those are the images that kind of go through your head. Um, you know, and you're, you're thinking about names and all this, you know, you just, you're kind of like rushing it, you know? And, you know, so for us, you know, you know, eight weeks go by, things are fine. You know, obviously in the beginning, um, I think it was, I'm not sure if we, we were progressing, but not as fast as they anticipated, but they were progressing, right? So like 10 weeks, you, you know, have a heartbeat, everything's going great. Um, and then you go back to like 12 weeks, for like blood work. Um, at that point, you know, and obviously now technology, back in the days, you can find, you know, you have to wait a long time to find out the sex of the baby, pretty much through ultrasound. Now it's blood work. So pretty early on, you can find out the sex of the baby and all the stuff. And um, so for us, we were going in for our, I think it was like the 12-week checkup for the blood work. And we were, at the time, I was living up in Yonkers uh, with my sister and, and Kim and um, Olivia's boyfriend. So, you know, we're all excited and we're all living together. And, you know, we're driving, I still remember we're driving down, you know, the um, Riverside Drive and we were going down, I guess, we were the, in Columbia is where uh, the physically specialist was. And then we ended up having a, um, was it OBG, right? Yeah. And uh, so we're going in for, you know, the checkup and the ultrasound and um, we go in and, um, you know, it's also, there was no heartbeat, you know, and on the way down, actually, 
he wasn't really she wasn't nauseous at all, you know, like ever. And this is like one of those one offs. It might have been just coincidental or whatever. And, and I'm not I'm just, you know, giving you details of like how it kinda of went down. Uh not trying to like scare anybody or worry anybody, but you know, she she was like pull over, pull over, I don't, I don't feel great and you know, she kinda of like threw up on the on the side of the road kind of thing and I'm like, You okay? She's like, Yeah, I think I'm okay and you know, we go in and you know, they tell us, you know, we don't have uh a heartbeat. So, you know, at that point like, sure and you know, double check and and it's you know, one of the hardest things you could do to you know, hold your wife there and she's you know, kind of like you know, at first you don't it doesn't like it didn't hit me as a guy, but for her, obviously carrying some like your baby, you know, yeah. she just broke down, you know, so that was thinking about that was the hardest part pretty much watching my wife go through that. Yeah. Um, as far as yeah. receiving that information. Yeah. Of course. And all you do is yeah, you hold it. You know, it's okay. You just, you just, you say, I love you. You know, just, so, you know, I've talked to some other friends that have gone through it and, you know, the doctor's like, Hey, you know, you should try pretty soon, but how do you kind of get over that? And just, oh, next month, you know, sooner you get back on the horse kind of thing. That's what they recommend. Doctors. Like a month, to, a month or two later, like, yeah, it's just kind of get kind of back into it. And, you know, so when you're at that point, um, you know, you had decisions kind of to make and, you know, so obviously you lose, you know, you lose the baby and there's, there's options. You have either you let it pass, like you let, you know, you let it pass or you do a DNC, which is pretty much like kind of like an abortion, you know? Okay. And or just the extraction part of, it, of the fetus, yeah. and Kim decided to do that instead of passing. And like I kind of agreed with her um, because I, I, you know, it's one of those things you don't want to. I mean, I was working, you know, I couldn't stay home, kind of thing for for that point. And um, you know, I guess you know, like just the whole image of kind of passing. You know, like we were like, she's like, I just want to get this done. So then you have to go through this process of you know, like doing the DNC, which, you know, we did like, how, like a day later. It's a day later. Okay. Yeah. Like a day later, two days later. So, um, you know, they told us that, you know, the, you know, they'll measure the baby and see how far the baby's progressed. You know, when, when you find out the miscarriage and it was about 11 weeks. So, you know, she miscarried probably about, you know, six days before we went to the doctor's office, you know? So, um, so yeah, so that was the hard part is obviously going to the next day and, you know, being with Kim and her going through that procedure, the process and it's like surgery kind of thing. I think they put her under and, uh, you know, there's a recovery time. And, how, um, long was you know, the, how long was she under for? Uh, uh, that I can't remember. It was, um, we were probably in the hospital, uh, maybe four hours, five hours. Oh, so this is one thing. So I'll tell you this. Um, I'm not sure if we had the greatest insurance at the time, or whatever, right? But the damn OBG was like a young doctor, and when she got nervous, she like smiled, and like I think she kind of like giggled. So you're like, what the fuck? And then I realized like, oh wait, I think she's just nervous because like she hasn't like gone through this. So you look back in my mind, I was like, is this lady fucking crazy? And then well, I realized like she's just young and like you know she was. Yeah, just nervous, I guess. But for, for like, like for a while, I was like, why is she 
And it, it, she was like that kind of like yeah. meeting her beforehand. And I'm like, oh, shit. You know, but it was just, I just kind of remember remembering this back. Like, I still remember being in the hospital and like, she, Kim's about to go through this. You can see this. She's kind of like, she's got this big grin on her face. And I'm like, uh, well, you know, like it was just a weird thing. Um, but I was just, just looking back, I'm like, this is one of those things that kind of sticks out your head. Like, yeah. Oh. But, you know, so, you know, you go through that, that procedure and then, you know, just it takes a while, and then she then you, to you want to know what? Uh, no, no, she, we don't know that night, and uh, but then it comes the question of why, what did it happen, what happened, and you know, you do research and everything else like that, and so what we knew with Kim previously is that she had fibroids, which is hereditary. Um, you get them removed, you got to go through a procedure kind of thing, or you can let it be. So we went back to the fertility uh, specialist and. Um, he goes, well, you know, fibroids can grow. They can cause, you know, the inability to, to get pregnant. Um, that's why, like, us trying for so long, you know, there's no pathway, um, obviously, for the sperm to get to the egg. It's like, it's, it's kind of like a maze, you know what I mean? So um, yeah. we were in this, in this weird dilemma or, like, this, this question of, you know, do we do this procedure, um, which will set, you know, another pregnancy back a few months. Um, at the same time, you know, Kim's kind of still, and me as well, like for me, it was kind of like a numbness more than like a pain, you know, for like, for Kim, it was more pain. You know, she's just absolutely, you know, just sad, you know, sad and upset and, um, you know, just going through a very tough time. Well, I feel like you um, still need the opportunity, like the, the time to grieve too. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, so that's why, like, so, like, hearing that you need to kind of get back on the horse as soon as possible, I'm like, uh, you know, that's kind of like, yeah, you just need time. You know, so for us, um, Kim decided that, you know, she didn't want to, you know, she wanted to limit the possibility of another miscarriage, whether it was caused by the fibroids or not. Um, you know, they said that the fibroids grow. They could have, um, they could all have issues later on down the line with, um, with pregnancy. So, you know, Kim's just like, hey, let's just, you know, she's like, I want to go through the procedure of getting the fibroids removed. And then there's different options of how they do it and who to see. Um, but then comes the whole thing of if you do it, um, we were told that, you know, you obviously have to wait a few months for, you know, your uterus to heal. Um, and then also, you know, when you go through a fibroid um, removal, and they, they don't get rid of all of them, they get rid of like the largest ones they have. Then comes the fact of, Hey, most doctors that you talk to, they won't do a natural childbirth because of the fact of they might, you might still not be healed enough later on to where you could like bleed out or something. So you could have major complications later on. So it was one of those things that, you know, we had ended up having, you know, if we you do get pregnant, which, you know, we, uh, luckily now we have two beautiful kids is, um, you know, you get to have scheduled C-sections, which so we we kind of already knew that going in, and um, so you know we waited a few months. We got the procedure done, the fibroid procedure done. After that, um, waited an extra like three months, four months for uh, for her to heal, and then um, Kim and I went back, and then we tried IUI, and luckily the IUI aspect of it, we just we got pregnant, you know, the next time, you know, so. Um, 
so that's you know the process of you know finding out you had a miscarriage, you know dealing with you know the physical aspect of, of you know DNC, um, the mental you know the you know, anguish that you're in it you know you just it's it's a tough dark space and you're like am I going to be able to get pregnant again? Am I going to um, be able to have a child? Is this going to happen again? Um, all that stuff kind of comes, you know, it's, it's a big thing that you kind of have to get over, um, which is, which, you know, you kind of don't really get over, um, until the next baby's born, you know? And, um, yeah, so we, like I said, we, you know, went through the fiber removal, um, healing process, we try to, you know, we try to, you know, get to a better place. We kind of went on vacation, had our, you know, just try to get away. Try just to get, get back to you guys. Get yeah. back to us, you know, get back to us and, and, uh, and, you know, just enjoying life again, you know, and being positive. Cause obviously you could, could, you know, we were under a lot of stress through, you know, I lost my mom the previous year. Then I lost my grandmother. Then we, you know, we were like kind of living with my sister who we love. Um, you know, but it's like, it's, you know, it's typically living with family when you're like, Hey, we just got married. Like, yeah. you know, a year and change ago. And, um, you know, we'd like to be kind of in our own place kind of thing. So yeah, but you're like, saying, oh, I get it. You're saying, you're saving the dough. We did the same yeah, thing. Yeah, and, yeah, but I also, I mean, there's a lot of like the fact of the matter was we got done the swing set episode and then you start, we, I don't know how we got off to it. But I was saying, yeah, like I, the, I think one of the reasons that I picked this topic of fatherhood for a podcast was because I felt like there were a lot of things that do not get discussed. Uh, what's that? A hundred percent. And like, it, it was, it was hard for us to, I mean, we saw a fertility specialist yeah. and just that aspect of trying to conceive adds another level of stress that compounds on top of you actually conceiving. Like the stress is not good. And right. especially, I mean, you're in your, I mean, typically when you're have when you're going through this first, uh, the, the first child and, and trying to conceive, it's going to be very close to when you guys just got married. So like you're also testing new boundaries to your relationship as a couple and going through something that's like crazy different. Like I, the, there's nothing to compare in, in this regard. And I, I, and that's why like we got done talking about that. And I, I know a lot of people on the, that had, that have gone through this. And yeah. I think it's, it's actually shocking because like this is sort of unbelievable. Yeah. And and then you were like, yeah, we went through it. And I didn't even, you know what I'm saying? And it was one of those things that like, I didn't even, like I knew that you guys were trying for some time, but I yep. didn't know about the miscarriage. And like that, I felt, one, I felt terrible. And like, I was like really sad about it. And yeah. I was, I mean, I've, eventually I, I, I wanted to get to a point where we did talk about something like this because it's a lot I think it puts it into perspective. It makes it more real uh, for people than a pamphlet that you might see in the doctor's office. Yeah, I understand. You, you're totally right. I mean, when you get the news, 
you have so many different things going through your head. I mean, you're, it's just, you feel like you're just blindsided. You know, it's like, I, I don't even know what to compare it to, but it's like, hey, you know, you're, it's like, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't know, I don't know an analogy, a sports analogy. Hey, it's like, hey, you got a scholarship offer to go play D1 football. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to play D1 football. I'm going to play with the best, this and that. And then all of a sudden, you know, they call you up like, hey, we found somebody better than you. So you don't have a scholarship anymore to D1 football. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a dumb sports analogy, but it's like you have this, like, dreams of, pos- like, huge possibilities. And all of a sudden, it gets, you get the rug pulled out from underneath. And I'm, obviously, that's, too, you know, it's probably a dumb comparison. But, um, you know, you just have this, this, this thought and this, you know, this, this happiness, you know, and uh, this excitement. And um, you know, so it's like it's it's crazy. So the first time I've actually like even like you know experienced a miscarriage, and this is like an absolute total Bart, you know, foot and mouth kind of thing. But um, I was visiting um, family. I was it was my grandmother's 80th birthday in Poland, so I went to Poland and uh, I kind of fell out of touch with my with my parent, my, my dad's side a little bit. Didn't have anybody's phone numbers or whatever else, but I knew where they, everyone lived. So I was visiting for my grandma's birthday, my mom's uh, mother, and my cousin Allie. I thought I heard she, I heard she was um, pregnant, and I was like, oh, I haven't seen her forever. She's visiting me in the states. You know, I grew up with her. I used to visit Poland. So I'm like, all right, I, and I knew she was married. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go stop by. You know, shot in dark, see if she's around, whatever. And you know, I, uh, you know, knock on the door, and her husband comes to the door. And he's like, "What the fuck are you?" Like, I mean, I've never met him. He doesn't. Met me. If you might have seen a picture of me, I don't know. He was like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Hi, is is Allie here?" He goes, "Uh, she's here, but she's she's really sick." I'm like, "All right, well, listen, just tell her that her cousin Bart from New York's visiting, and uh, you know, I just wanted to stop by and say hi. You know, I'm sorry. Hopefully, she feels better." Because he was kind of like guarding the door. I'm like, "Eh, I don't know what's going on." So whatever. And you know, he goes, "All right, hold on a second. And you know, come. I literally, you know, two minutes, you know, two minutes later, she goes, oh, come on in. She, she wants to see you, obviously. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll come in, no problem. And, you know, like, I see her kind of come out of the room. And she doesn't, she's not looking hot. You know, she's like, she kind of like, you know, it's a little disheveled and just, you know, like, and just kind of run down. And I'm like, hey, you know, hey, Ali, how are you? You know, great to see you. Sorry, I'm surprised like this. Uh, I'm really sorry that you're sick. But I was like, and I'm like, well, congratulations on, on you know, the pregnancy. And she just, dude, she just lost it, bawling, like, just, I mean, like, just shivering, crying. I'm like, oh, my God. And, like, her husband's like, we just found out we, we had a miscatch. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, it's one of those things, you know. And, um, yeah, it started, you know, like, she kind of calmed down a little bit. And we started talking. She was like, yeah. She was, I don't she goes, I didn't know. She was like, she was like, that was the first prince. She was you know, it happens like one out of three, one out of two women in Poland are pregnant that have a miscarriage. I'm like, whoa, I'm like, whoa, that's like, that's 50%. Obviously, you know, throughout, you know, half, you know, through their, whether they have one child, two children, three children, zero children. I'm like, that's a crazy, like in my head, I'm like, that's an absolutely crazy statistic. You know, and that was like the first time that I experienced it with, you know, somebody I cared about, somebody that I, that I knew. You know, I mean, I was 30 at the time. You know, that's the first time I was really like, you know, seeing, you know, like hearing about it really like face to face. So, 
you know, I had that, like that, that number stuck in my head. I'm like, that's pretty crazy. So, um, and then we started doing research and I think it's like, I don't know if it's like one in four pregnancies is a miscarriage, you know? So, um, and you know, the older you get, you know, the more likelihood of having a miscarriage. Um, so it's one of those things, you know, they say, you know, you have, you have children younger, you have a better shot of, you know, things working out. Um, you know, pregnancy, I think it's like one in, uh, it's crazy. I was looking at statistics today. And I think it's like, if you're, if it's from 20 to like 28, it's like one in 10. And then from 28 to like 33, it's like um, two in 10. And then if it was like 35, or it's, I think it's like 35, it's like five, uh, it's like three in 10 or four in 10. And then if it's 40 and over, it's five, five in 10. So, yeah. you know, as far as, so, you know, statistically wise, it's, it's pretty crazy. So, no, I I um, was looking at it too. I think I was on uh, the March of Dimes and then Mayo Clinic, and I think the younger that time frame, um, it was like ten to fifteen percent, like ten to fifteen in a hundred pregnancies. Right, um, it's like ten to fifteen percent and a mes- miscarriage. Mm. I mean, that's a high percentage, even like from a younger perspective. Right. And then I, I, it just, I, I think not enough is talked about. I mean, because listen, we live in the world of Instagram. We live in the world right. of where you can make yourself famous and put the best stuff out there. And it's right. tough to like, it's tough to show the human side of it. And, like yeah, everyone has the the picture of their kids, and no one's has the picture like after uh, the the that Instagram sh- the shot that was just doctored with a filter right. because like the kids right. screaming or throwing up <laughs> and somebody else right. in the background, you know, like right. and it's not it's tough, and this is, yeah. I mean, this is one of the toughest things that I, I mean. I can only imagine how tough it was just for you two as a couple right. and especially with so young in your marriage and right. I mean, it only makes you stronger without a doubt. And oh, yeah. Sean and Leah now, like yeah. I, I, I think so when you guys found out and then took that duration off and tried to focus on yourself, um, mm-hmm. did the fertility specialist or the doctor, did they, was there any type of support group or anything that you guys could use to talk to uh, other people about know, this? You know, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm sure there was, but I don't recall it. I really don't. And I, I, we, it's not like we actually, I, I mean, I mean, forgive me if I, if I remember or not. And I don't recall like taking advantage of that, but I'll tell you this. So, you know, like telling people at an earlier stage, right? So obviously they say, no, obviously, obviously to the listeners, but um, when they say the most likelihood of having the scatter is between four and six weeks, like it's four or six weeks or four and eight weeks. Um, so that's what they tell you. Most people like, hey, wait till 12 weeks to make sure everything's fine and it's better. It's, it's, you know, I think it's 80, if you make it to 12 weeks, it's an 80% chance that you're gonna, the pregnancy is going to go full term kind of thing. Or like, you know, like, the baby's gonna be, be gonna be okay, um, but um, you know the thing was is we told you know our family members and 
Um, then we told a few friends, not very many. And then it's the, there's, there's two sides of it. There's the, I got to tell people that I just had a miscarriage. So that's, that's, that's the hard part of it, right? Cause you got to relive it every time you get to tell that story or tell, tell somebody, whatever. Yeah. But then also you have a larger support system. You know what I mean? So you yeah. have more people that reach out to you to check up on you, to give you love, to tell you it's me. Okay. To share, you know, stories, whether it's theirs or somebody else's, um, you know, and my, and obviously, and so Kim, she had, um, she's got a bunch of college friends that already have had kids or have already have had gone through miscarriages. So she was able to talk to people about it that have, have gone through it, you know? So that was kind of the benefit of people knowing, cause you were able to share that aspect of it. And, uh, you know, like at the same time, like, unless somebody asked, we didn't really talk about it, you know? And, um, but that did help us out for sure. You know, now you fast forward through, you know, having two kids and being older and having friends that have gone through pregnancies, haven't gone through, you know, like early births, like all, all this different stuff that, um, that we've experienced, you know, it's, it's, you know, when you hear somebody else, you know, say they've gone through miscarriage, you talk to them, you know, I, so we had our old neighbors from our old neighborhood. We saw them and, um, you know, she was, this, they already had a son. They were trying for a second and they got pregnant. So super excited. You know, she told, you know, Kim, um, you know, I, I talked to, you know, the husband and our friend, our friends and, you know, he was excited. And they told us, I was like, oh, how far along are you? She's like, oh, six weeks. And I was like, I automatically like, put the brakes on. I was like, oh, I was like, ah. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you guys, but you know, it's early. You know, that's my initial thought. And unfortunately, you know, they did go through, um, a miscarriage and, um, you know, at that point, Kim was like off the bat as soon as she heard, you know, she was there for her, like to support her. So, Hey, it's going to be okay. You know, you can you get through this. Um, that's something I think obviously is necessary for, to help people out, you know? Um, I mean, obviously, so with that, another thing that kind of happened to us is when you go through that miscarriage, we found out that it was a boy. I didn't want to know. Kim wanted to know. So um, she, we found out. So it was obviously doing the blood work. You know, when you first walk in, you do blood work, and then later on, like, Kim's like, I want to know if it was a boy or a girl. And I was like, ah, okay. You know, so as soon as you find out, I was going to know also. And it was a boy. So lucky for us, I don't say lucky, whether it matters or doesn't, you know, somebody, you know, as long as you have another child, you're going to love them and you're happy whether they're a boy or a girl, but we had another boy, right? So that was, so for us, it was kind of like, it, it was a feeling of, okay, um, you know, we'll have a chance to have a boy kind of thing, right? Um Whereas for in the situation of our friends, they were going to have a girl and they got pregnant as a boy. So for her, she had this, this thought of, you know, once again, this, this image, this, this happiness rejection of, Hey, we have a boy, we have a girl. It's going to be awesome. And then 
you know, not to say it takes away from them being happy of having another child and being pregnant with a second child. It's the kind of the, oh, I wish, you know, that, that thought of, I wish it was a girl. You know what I mean? Um, and it's a small, my new kind of thought. Yeah. But, you know, for us, it was kind of like, all right, you know, we'll, you know, and then like to this day, like, you know, we still have, you know, when the, the birthday comes around, we kind of, you know, it kind of hits us a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm sure for them as well, you know, but, um, either way they you know, went to the baby shower, they're ecstatic, they're super excited. Um, you know, and they're just, now it's just like, they're just ready to welcome another life into their home and to be able to have another child, and, um, have a sibling for their son. And it just, you know, you kind of get past it, but like the initial, like, Oh, I kind of wish it was, you know, another girl kind of thing. So, um, so when you guys learned about, um, when you conceived Sean mm-hmm. uh, and got that awesome news, uh, right. were there any extra precautionary measures that you guys had to take? Uh, I mean, I mean, I was like eating well, um, I do. It was, it literally was not until like maybe nine months, eight months. You actually like exhale really, you know, you're, yeah. you're living through that first pregnancy, you know, those 12 weeks. You're like, all right, is this going to make it full term? Is something else going to happen? Yeah. You always have this doubt. And, you know, we actually had, we switched doctors kind of like midway through. Um, it was told you about the whole C-section thing. So we found somebody in Jersey that does like a gentle C-section. So like a, Gentle cesareans, you guys see the baby come out. They let you hold the baby as soon as possible. They don't kind of, you know, a lot of times the C-section, they'll take the baby away from the mom. Then all of a sudden the mom's laying there. Like, well, we got to stitch you up. We got to keep you in a, in a sterile environment. You know, all the baby's whisked away. And then, you know, the mom has been, you know, pregnant for nine and a half months. And now all of a sudden she's got this feeling of like emptiness. You know what I mean? So yeah. we were lucky enough to, to, to find something to do that. But the first doctor we saw, we, you know, we got, got the views and all these other people. Like she, she's very, um, she's a very good doctor. She's just kind of sometimes a little colder. And, you know, I remember going to one of the, um, one of the meetings and the checkups and she's like, you know, she, she's got Kim's file right in front of her. She goes, why are you so afraid? Why are you so worried? Everything's fine. Everything's great. And I'm like, I'm like, bitch. I'm like, she had a miscarriage. What are you talking about? What everything? Like, how do you, how do you know it's gonna be fine? You can't guarantee yeah. me that. You know, like who who are you to say, hey, you know everything's fine? Like she's gone through this this trauma. It, maybe you just give her a little reassurance. You know, like that's you know, obviously we felt like she was kind of like brushing things on a rug, and I was like, I was like, kind of like listen, like I'm not feeling her. If you're not feeling her, let's find somebody else. Listen, the only he's the only person that could helps deliver a baby in New York city or the tri-state area. And, um, so it was one of those things where you're just like, you're a doctor. You should be like, you know, bedside manner. And obviously some yeah. doctors strong point that may be very good technically, but like I figured as far as that goes, like it just, you need, I think if you're on that line of work, you need to be a little bit more, uh, you know, it comes down to just being comfortable with the doctor you choose and, and like the plan, the birth plan, and all that stuff. And, you know, so we were very happy with 
us switching over to to another doctor. And, you know, we're still living in Westchester. We're driving to Jersey, you know, once, you know, once, you know, the beginning once a month and then once every two weeks and then once a week at the end. But it was well worth the drive to have a, a much better experience. Yeah, man. I, especially what, yeah, especially the trauma that you guys went through. I mean, and <clears throat> I, it, I, this isn't something that, uh, this isn't a lighthearted decision here. This is something that has ramifications for the the rest of your life. So yeah. like feel confident in the people that uh, are playing a part in this without a yeah. doubt. Big time. Big time. And I mean, like, like our family was fantastic throughout, you know, I mean, we, I'm, uh, we're absolutely lucky to have, um, you know, my, my sister, Away from Frank, my my brother-in-law Mike and Clarice, and my you know my mother-in-law and you know Kim's grandfather, phenomenal, like phenomenal. And uh, so you know the support through you know the, the second pregnancy I was with Sean, and then with Leah, you know, and the second pregnancy it's kind of like, hey, you got a little little rascal running around in your house. You kind of it's kind of like a, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, it gets your mind off of something that you can't, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. You don't have enough time well, to think about it, you know. No, not at all. Not at all. And they're yelling and jumping on your back. But I'll tell you this, like, you know, like women's bodies are, are amazing and um, more ways than one, right? But uh, with when we came down to us trying to get pregnant with, uh, with you know, after Sean, you know, we're like, hey, let's just try and actually see what happens and then we'll – um, you know, if it doesn't happen, we'll just, you know, great place. We'll go do IUI. We'll go through that process. And, um, yeah, so we kind of just, you know, did our, did our thing. And then, you know, tried like three months, four months. And then, um, kid wants to go get checked up and, uh, to see if like, you know, whether it's follicles or whatever. I you know sometimes I'm a chiropractor, right? Sometimes the, uh, the, the, the other stuff kind of. I don't really pay attention to too much, but eludes you. It eludes you. It eludes me for sure. And uh, <laughs> and uh, Kim's like Kim's like uh, she had her appointment, and she came back and she's like, "Hey, I come home." She goes, "Hey, I want to talk to you." Uh, the doctor called, and I'm like, "Let me guess, you're pregnant." She goes, "Well, way to ruin the surprise." <laughs> <laughs> so so I was like, she goes, "How'd you know?" I was like, "I don't know. I, just, I was figuring I'd be a." Yeah, I can just <laughs> mouth again, Bart. Oh man, always, So she goes, no, she goes, she calls, she called me up, and she's like, hey, I, you know, like, I got good news and I got bad news. Bad news is like, I can't help you. She goes, the good news is you're already pregnant. And we're like, she's like, oh my god, she's what? You crazy? She's like, for real? She goes, yeah. So yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. It was, you know, just getting you know, pregnant naturally was, it's a lot easier than the more pressure of like doing the IUI stuff, but. That is um, awesome, yeah. my friend. And I, lucky I think, two. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, you got two healthy kids, and that's all we ever, ever really asked for. And, um, you know, so to this day, we still, you know, think about um, obviously the baby that we lost. But, um, you know, we have two beautiful kids that um, that are keeping you busy. That are there. Right that are keeping us busy. Oh, for sure. For <laughs> sure, man. One's a gorilla. The other one's learning to walk. And she's, you know. <laughs> they kind of beat me, jump in a nice way. He's a gorilla, dude. He's literally a gorilla. Like, just, yeah. Well, um, Bar, I think we're going to end it on that note because yeah. it 
gotta you gotta end the story on a good note. I yeah, 100%. I can't thank you and Kim enough for being willing to share um, just your story with me, and then mm-hmm. also the people listening. Um, I definitely farted at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. this, you, you got me good. You got me good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the message and, uh, just the story, uh, thank you so much. Um, I love you, brother. And, uh, we, we got to connect back because I built a swing set and it was quite a horrible story. (laughs) You, you built it yourself. (laughs) Yeah. 16 hours. Yeah, buddy. That's that's Uh, like like an all time record for a uh, first timer. Oh, you got to be proud of yourself. By myself too. Uh, that so uh, another episode for another time. I feel like you definitely have to be a part of that episode, considering. And I mean, listen, uh, you're you're the number one rated uh, as far as co-hosts. Uh, the data tells me that you got the most plays, um, and uh, you're a, a lot of the other co-hosts are very jelly uh, about your um, beer. Listen. The, the, they gotta get on their they gotta get on their beer game. All right, it's not my 100%. fault. Because I keep it up. All right, man. Well, hopefully you can catch uh, maybe the fourth quarter of tonight's game when the the third. Maybe you can find some SC players and that uh, yeah. more stringers. <laughs> <laughs>